Ask the Podcast Coach for May 18th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means it's Saturday. It's 1030 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am the one and only. See, I always forget to do this. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Spring is in full effect. We have thunderstorms rolling through the area, some severe this evening. So wherever you're at, be safe. That's what I hear, that uh, Tornado Alley is what they said on uh, the news. Tornado Alley is going to wake up this week. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's it is. We, we live in that, you know, so that Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, and then yeah. Iowa, Missouri area. That's kind of Tornado Alley. They were predicting, yeah, it's late in the week, like, hey, this weekend's going to be pretty severe. So, so watch out for tornadoes. So, I don't. Uh, we had some roll through last night. But it's clear right now, which is good. So let's let's get this show in yeah. before anything happens. Yeah. If you want to jump in, we are live right now. Askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/join. We'll bring you in. And in case anybody is wondering, I have no details on the Rob Greenlee slash Libson thing. Everybody- wow. I did. That was was amazing. Didn't know. Didn't know anything about it. All of a sudden, I get this email, and they're like, "Oh, blah blah blah." By the way, you're going to notice there's a new name up here. Don't say anything till Wednesday. But we would like to welcome Rob Greenlee to Libsyn, and I'm like, "Wow, okay." So I was listening to Spreaker live show, yeah, and he he announced it on the on the show. Sort of in the beginning. Yeah, but not really. No, but then he was like, you'll hear more tomorrow. Yeah. So he just, he was, he'd said on Spreaker Live Show, this was the last show he was doing with Alex uh, for Spreaker Live Show, but said no reason why. And then had about a 15 or 20 minute kind of best of reel at the end, which was really interesting. So the next morning I look on Facebook and it's him, you know, uh, saying that he's now a Lipson employee. And I was like, oh. Well, that's why <laughs> I, yeah. guess, I guess we know why. Congratulations, Rob, on that move. That's that's an interesting move. I don't think we've seen among the big four a move like that of an employee of that stature kind of moving around. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I, the closest one would be Jessica, but that's not. She keeps jumping from podcast marketing companies like she was. She had her own thing and then she uh, Jessica Kufferman. And then she joined another podcast advertising company, and now she's with podcast websites. But that's not – not that Jessica is not a big shot smarty pants, but we're talking VP stuff here. Yeah, this is a big – this is a big move. And you're like, mm, I, I, I just didn't see – I didn't see that coming for, for no, him. No. Not that it's bad. Well, I, listen, this is great. But, what I love but, is Monday and Tuesday next week, I'm in Pittsburgh. So I will see the gentle giant that is Rob Greenlee in uh, the Libsyn office. We do have a question in the uh, in the chat room. Dave, I have a podcast on Podbean. Do you think it's worth to, to move to Libsyn? As he asks the Libsyn As guy. he asks the Libsyn guy. <laughs> if you're happy with your stats, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's how okay. are you in, too? Like, if, he's, if you're in a bunch and you've got people coming over to your site on Podbean – you know, do you want to, do you necessarily want to change that? If, if I guess there's, there's a lot of questions other than just money. Those aren't those, they're pretty comparable in price, right? Between the two, between Podbean I think, and Lipson. I think Podbean is a little, I think 
like twelve ninety nine or something. Yeah, it's like, and it always looks cheaper because it's like it's it's like nine bucks, and you're like asterisk if you buy it by the year. Yeah, and yeah. it's like twelve dollars where Libsyn is like fifteen, I think. So yeah, I a hundred dollar difference a year. I don't think is enough to mess with your feed. Yeah. It is for services, though, like you mentioned, stats. Yeah, if, mm, and, and if you're happy, you. if you're happy with their support, I don't know. I don't want to toot my own horn. I got a really nice email today from somebody that said, "Look, I've dealt with a lot of companies. You guys are insane." Because yeah. I was like literally making movies for the guy and showing him exactly what to do. And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I came here and here blind. I can't believe this." And I was like, "All right, this is why I do my job." So that was yeah. that was cool. I, I used Podbean as a free service for a while, and yeah. it's okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't compare it to the level you get with Blueberry, Lipson, and Spreaker for sure. Those are real, and Podbean is too. But yeah, you know, you guys—that's your—that's your bread and butter. You're a podcast company. You guys are set up to do it that way. Lipson, you know, and Blueberry in particular are really nerds about podcasting. All if yeah. you talk to any, if you listen to any of the people that talk about it that work for them, they're podcast nerds. I mean, you can you can hear. Them talk about this IAB, you know, yeah. compliance thing. You know, like I'm falling asleep <laughs> trying to listen to it, but that's that's cool, right? That's that they're that they care about what they do. If so, you go, uh, if you go to podcastmediahosting.com, um, you'll see that. But speaking of that, I I I quit last year. Like every time a new media host came out, I would go make a podcast and test it. I I don't do that anymore because a I would spend hours testing a system to go, yeah, they're not as good as Lipson and Blue Be- Blueberry and, you know, Podbean. And, and I was like, okay, I just wasted time, you know? And, and the thing is I chose not to, I could, if I today said, nope, I'm going to test every system. You can't every week. There's a new system coming out. So, um, and I always wonder like, like if a new car company came out, are you going to buy that car when you've had, like, I've had Toyotas for the last, 30 years. But think Tesla, though. Like, how mm. many people just went and bought Tesla on its way out? Yeah, Brand I, new car. Mm, that's true. Yeah, There are yeah, going to well, be those early adopters. Yes, there you go. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there's just a personality that uh, is always kind of wanting to be out on the edge. I think a lot of us podcasters, Dave, you do this. You buy all this stuff because yeah. you're testing it for your podcast. Yeah. So. We did have another question here. Uh, since Spotify bought Anchor, are you still leery about Anchor survival? Uh, yes, in in a word, I will. I, I actually now have a uh, whatever you would call it, a, a uh, text expander. If you are happy with giving up access to your stats in Podcast Connect, giving up access to your stats in Stitcher.com, having a very having very basic stats. If you're okay with a company that hasn't made any profit, there's more to that. But basically, uh, no. I'm not happy with Anchor. And here's the thing. This is where, again, weird coming from the Lipson guy. But I'm not the Lipson guy. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. See, it said that right at the beginning of the show. There is Wooshka. Wooshka is a free media hosting company that I also don't recommend. Why? Because free is not a good business model. You know, they're they're like a media host. You Now you have to submit your show to Apple and Stitcher manually. But you also retain all the uh, stuff. So, I mean, I'm not a Lipson guy. So let me just say this as far as Anchor goes. Yeah. It's so attractive, much like some of the other, um, you know, SoundCloud and some of the other ones that came out with great marketing. Like oh, yeah. they're amazing marketing. And uh, when they're bought by Spotify, we still don't know what Spotify is really going to do with them. No. And they could completely wipe it out and start over. Like, so anytime, you know, you, you have a company that's been acquired, 
generally not the best time to jump on the bandwagon with a company like that. Like we, we could let that, I would let the kind of the dust settle on that acquisition and kind of say, okay, Spotify, not really known as a podcast hosting company. Now I know that they're doing some things to maybe help people generate podcasts and such. And so, but none of that's been announced. Dave, there has been nothing from Spotify on anchor since they bought them. Zero. Zero. Like, we, we know nothing. So if I was starting today and I, and it was like, Hey, what do you think? Well, if you're messing around, give anchor a shot. It's free. You're in nothing. You're in for nothing. You're out for nothing. You have no idea where that thing's going to go. If you're in it for the long haul, you're going to build a network. You're going to really create some podcasts. I do something different. Like, and I'm not, I'm not the anchor basher that everybody else is, <laughs> but uh, it just right now, if you're asking me right now and would I move to it, not in a million years, yeah. like, come on, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Is it a bad service? No. Is it limited? Totally. Dave just read off all those things where it, it's just, it limits you. Is it free? If it's, if you've got to do it for free, well, that's what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get that kind of quality. So that's that would be my non-Lipson employee take on it. Yeah. They do change the format of your file. They also stop you from receiving email. So the email in your feed goes to oblivion. They're not always forthcoming with their information, meaning, hey, we're going to submit this to Apple for you, is actually meaning, hey, we're going to take away your rights to Apple stats. Um, now, if you're happy with all that, by all means, have fun creating your podcast. I just want you to go in with your eyes wide open. We did have a good question here, but we're we're all on the, the podcast know, like media it. hosting. I love it. What's Lipson's <laughs> policy on Chartable? I see it requires your Lipson login to track stats there. Per Rob Walsh, uh, that's a hell no. Not a no, that's a hell no. Don't. Why would you give your login name and password? And what's weird is I talked to those guys when they first came out. They're like, no, no, it's it's the same encryption that banks use, and it's safe. And I'm like, oh, you mean just like Target and all the other big companies that have been hacked? I'm like, mm. yeah. and you remember, never, give, never yeah, ever rem- give pay. I'm just like, what company ever. goes? Can we have Not your ever. login name and password? I'm like, I Not had, ever. I'm helping somebody move their feed today. And they want to give me their login name and password. I go, do you have LastPass? And they're like, yes. I go, good. Give me access. Via I go, I don't want your login name and password. Um, Randy has one here. Got a buddy with a podcast at C-Suite Radio. I've never even heard of that. And they now incorporate Megaphone for hosting. It takes over what existing hosting C-Suite shows. I have, I have That is one I know very little of. I know a couple people that have moved there. I've heard it's a little buggy. But again... It's kind of new. I think that's um. Oh, there's a big network that's behind that one. But is I is that the op- opportunity network? Am no, I, it's I it's know? like um. Anyway, so uh, if uh, Dave asks if I change my media hosting companies, do I resubmit? No. Here's what you do. We actually talked about this last week. Here's what you're gonna do. First of all, you have to at like I everybody was talking about that red circle place. I went over and said, "Do you guys do 301 redirects? Because that's the key." And they said, uh, yeah, we do. And I'm like, okay, great. Now, of course, you have to ask them. So you have to trust that they will. Because like right now, HipCast is having a hard time. They've had a bad two months. And you can ask them to redirect your feed. And they're getting around to it when they feel like it, Hmm. which is bad. Um, Which is, again, Panoply. Yes, uh, Daniel. Panoply is the network behind Megaphone. Hmm. Uh, Thank you. and now I lost my train of thought. Oh, redirecting a feed. So what you need to do is you go into who let's let's say we're moving from Podbean to Lipson. There's a thing in Podbean that says, "Hey, put your re, put your new feed here." 
that is actually behind the scenes of 301 redirect. And then in Libsyn, you go in and put a thing that says, hey, I'm new. And most hosting companies don't have that ability to go, I'm new. So what happens? Your listener fires up their phone, goes over to the Podbean feed. Podbean says, hey, guess what? They moved. They're over there. Your your listener goes over to there, and in their app, it goes, oh, look, they're new. Boom, it updates that app to, in the future, just look at Libsyn. So I always say the 301 redirect is a little bit like a change of address. And that's why, like HipCast, I have one guy that cannot get HipCast to redirect his feed. I had another guy this week that was from Korea, and it was awful because I'm trying to help him get their support to redirect his feed. The whole website is in Korean. And I'm like, I, I can't even tell you like, here, go to the go to the support page because it's just hieroglyphics to me. But yeah, that's why that 301 redirect is so important because if you don't get that redirect, because people go, oh, I just went into Apple and changed my feed there. That works from now going forward. So if somebody goes to Apple, subscribes to your show, hey, they're they're using your your new feed. But without the redirect, that means there's no change of address. So that means when the listener goes up, and it checks, we'll go back to Podbean. I'm not picking on Podbean, but let's say I was on Podbean and I fired my app. There's no change of address. It's still looking at that feed. And now it's dead because it's been a month and you never, you know, you're, you're at a whatever. You're on Blueberry now. So that's why you need that 301 redirect. Otherwise, you lose your audience. And then, then there's still sticky stuff because there's bad stuff like Google Play Music may or may not recognize the update. You have to go to... Spotify to say, hey, Spotify, here's my show. I was using this feed. And usually you have to go through your media host to do that. Like uh, Jason just moved to Spreaker. And so he was on Libsyn and he's got a deal there. And so I went to, I had to go to Spotify and say, hey, can you please update Jason's show on Spotify to use the new Spreaker feed? So yeah, moving your moving your feed on one hand, not a big deal, but it's you just got to make sure to you know, have that 301 redirect in place. And then you want to leave it in place according to Apple for four weeks. Why? Because not everybody listens to podcasts every day. And so in theory, if you leave it there for four weeks, your you, most of your audience should at least fire up their app because all it has to do is refresh the, the app and boom, it updates. And anybody that hasn't listened to your show in a month is not a fan. <laughs> so you, you may lose some people, but I think that's true. Is it a, is the thirty days? Do you think that's the cutoff for if they haven't listened in thirty days? They See, I you? I think it's quicker, but that's because again, mm-hmm. like for me, I would say two weeks, but that's because I listen to podcasts every day. Right? Yeah, I don't think that's the average consumer though, Dave. Yeah. I think they're way behind. Yeah. I hear from my listeners all the time that are playing catch up to to our stuff or to my stuff, and they're I don't I don't know if thirty. Yeah. At maybe 60 or 90. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to give more benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But the, the, to go back to this question, no. So you don't have to resubmit your show because what happens is that change of address also updates Apple, which then updates pocket casts and overcasts and everything like that. So, and it usually takes about uh, uh, 24 to 48 hours for that to propagate across the internets. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I want to make sure. Here, do I initiate the 301 reader or will they a new media host do it? If you're on, if you're on, it depends. Here, it, here's that lovely depends thing. If you're on Podbean, well, first of all, if you move to Libsyn, use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. Got to get that in there. 
uh, you can email us and say, hey, I'm here's my RSS feed from Podbean. I would like to migrate to Libsyn. We will pull in all your information for you. If you're using WordPress, we might send you to a tutorial where you can actually install the the Libsyn Publisher Hub, and it'll basically do the almost everything for you and put players on your website. That's pretty slick. There's a thing in in Power in I keep saying PowerPress in Podbean where you just put your Libsyn feed, but you do that after you've imported it. Because if you redirect it before you import it, when I go to import it, I'm trying to import myself. And you'll go blind doing that. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, I love this show. Anyway, this is one of my, is one of my favorite things to do ever. Uh, this is so great. The chat room is on fire today. I love they this. They are. Uh, Lots of new folks, it seems like, too. Yeah, the Starnes yeah. family. What do you think about podcasting mm-hmm. with a lapel mic? I have a growing show because my pon- content is unique, but when should I upgrade my mic? I'm approaching a thousand listeners. Jim, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I think uh, when it sound if it sounds good, uh, like <laughs> yeah, you can buy some lapel mics that are really awful, and so you know it's all about sounding good and what's convenient. If you're doing video and you want to go lapel and it sounds good, they do that's what they do for TV. But you're 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 paying for thousand dollar lapel mics. Those are not cheap. The yeah. the ones they use for television production they are not cheap. So. It all depends on how you feel about your sound. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to get good sound. I don't think there is a, I have to upgrade at a certain level idea unless you sound really terrible now. So if you got to a thousand listeners and you sound good and you're happy with it, I don't think the lapel is the next jump up. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can, you can get some really good mics like this and spend $600 on them if you want to do it that way. I mean, if you want to spend a lot of money, there's ways to do it. I'm just not sure you have to. So the question I would say is, are you getting feedback that your audio is not good enough? And if you are, okay, then let's talk about what's your setup? What are you doing? What are you comfortable with? How much do you want to spend? If you're not getting that kind of feedback, stay with what you got. I've been podcasting for 10 years and using these ATR 2100s for seven of them, maybe. And I just, they just, they just keep working. So why, why upgrade? I could go to a RE320 like you have. I could do a high LPR40 if Dave is ready on the button. We could do that if we wanted to. I just haven't, it's been, I just haven't wanted to spend the extra 400 bucks to make the upgrade. That's the key. If uh, I, I, on my weight loss show, I say, if you're not hungry, food is not the answer. Because a lot of times you're bored or thirsty. So if your audience isn't saying, you sound kind of thin or whatever, or if it just sounds bad. They always know. do a mic shootout at um, Podcast Movement. So that if you like, yeah. you wanted to try a whole bunch of different mics, um, that would be an opportunity to come in and hear how you sound. I sound different and you sound different, Dave, on different mics because of the frequency at which we speak. Yeah. So it's a good idea to kind of try some out. But again, I don't think there's a point where you, unless it makes you feel better. This is this, and I think this is kind of underrated or undervalued. If you get on a on a big person's mic, like you know, you go out and you buy a high LP or forty, and it makes you feel confident. I'm sorry, you said it. I did. I did. <laughs> if it makes you feel confident and a better podcaster. I think it's worth it. Like even what, even if it didn't change the sound that much, if you're, yeah. you know, having that big, big shot, smarty pants mic in front of you, 
I, I think that can be worth it. I think for me, that's the key. And I didn't understand this until I, in Florida, when I played somebody else's guitar and I didn't feel as good because I didn't like the way I sounded. So if you don't like the way you sound and you would feel a little more confident, then that's, uh, that's when I think you would, would switch. Uh, Michael yeah. had an interesting question. How often should you switch website hosts? <laughs> Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you really, I mean, the only, I was on HostGator for 15 years, probably. Because that was like my first person that I started doing with. They had great support, great price, and then they just started to suck. Yeah. And after about two years of just, oh, I went, all right. And then I'm, I'm like, right now I moved to SiteGround, and I found that SiteGround is great the first year. And then the second year they go, oh, by the way, it's like $400 a year. So I'm getting ready to move a bunch of my – I'm, I'm going to keep on them, but I'm going to put a bunch of websites on one account. And this is where Jim can talk about Maple Grove Partners. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I we use Maple Grove Partners as a as a self hosting tool, right. and he's optimized it for WordPress and podcasters. Nice. Right? I don't want to I don't want to pimp that here. I, I mean, I can MapleGrovePartners.com, but don't change them unless there's something wrong. Like you know, like Dave, you said it's cost too much. They jack the prices up. You're not getting good service. There's plenty of host opportunities that are out there. Trust me. I think web hosting now has gotten to be, I mean, <clears throat> Christian over at Maple Grove, he charges 10 bucks a month. Like, I think it's a commodity at this point for the most part, right? It's everywhere you go, you should be paying somewhere from 10 to $15 a month to get pretty good web service. If you're not, then maybe it's time to change. But I don't think it's one of those kinds of things. It's gotten such a utility. I don't think it's gotten to the point where you should be flip-flopping. It's kind of it's kind of hard <laughs> to, like, you're going to do some work to move your stuff, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things It's even with something like Manage WP, it's still weird. And that means typically your website's going to be down for a day or two as things, again, propagate. So, um Nope. Uh, before you before you ask that, yeah. uh, Daniel says in the chat room, he's about to migrate to Flywheel. Their performance is fantastic. Now, so Flywheel's an Omaha company, which is super cool. I know those guys over there at nice. Flywheel. They are growing like crazy. They're moving into a new building. They do some incredible stuff. They also are WordPress optimized, mm -hmm. which means that's almost all they do is WordPress. They know it in and out. They have amazing hardware. They're doing some great stuff with the cloud. It's hundred bucks a month. Like, ouch, you're, it's this. Well, it's yeah. this is enterprise grade. Yeah. Like, you're this. They're, they're really designed for people who are making money, right? And you can't, you have to spend money to make money sometimes. Yeah. And, and they have some great stuff. So, sorry about that. Go ahead. Well, that's that. all right. Um, another question here says, I'm a 99% newbie on podcasting. Do you have any materials or courses for newbies? Any sites with tutorials? I would stay away. And this, I love Pat Flynn to death. Be very, very careful. He has a tutorial on YouTube that has really, Really bad advice. Uh, so if you're watching Pat Flynn, he starts mentioning feed burner, run, do not walk away from that. Um, you can go to school podcasting.com slash baby steps. And I have, I send you a video a day that talks about what do I need? What's this? What is an RSS feed? It kind of walks you through some of the real basic stuff. And then I've also, there's also this thing called, um, what's, oh, I, I hear about it all the time. Oh, that's right. Uh, the school of podcasting.com where you can use the coupon code listener and save 20% off. So uh, that's a yeah, and I'm super worth it, Dave. I, uh, you know, I listen to everything you do besides doing this on, on Saturday mornings with you. I listen to school podcasting every single week and I hear the feedback that I get from your, the folks that work with you. 
And it's just, a, it's amazing to me the work that you do and how giving you are for this. So if you're thinking about doing this new, I don't think it's wrong to pimp your own. That's why we do this, right? right. So don't, don't be ashamed of that or don't be, don't shy away from it. Um, check Dave's stuff out. He's got a lot of stuff to get started. Not only back episodes of this show, but back episodes of School of Podcasting and, and some back episodes of Podcasters Roundtable, which it's got some great info on it as well. The Roundtable is always a lot of fun. You know, the show I've been listening to lately that's – I. Here's the thing I love about it, and this is this is one of the things where Dave in the future is going to repeat this on the School of Podcasting because I'm I'm nibbling at this idea, but it's something I noticed because I, I read this book called Primal Branding, and he talks about one of the keys of a brand or and or a community. And this once you read it, you kind of go, well, duh, but communities slash brands share a belief. And I went, hmm, that's and and so to do that, so like, um, but I'm, I'm I'll, let me get to my main point. Bandrew over at Podcastage does Bandrew says I love this show because it's news about YouTube and podcasting and the internet, and he and he's snarky. So he he tries to not he tries to be neutral. But he he can't, although he does a really, really good job of being almost 100% neutral. And I love the fact that he shares his opinion. And to me, that's the – I went, here's a guy that's not – and that's scary to share your opinion. But I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. When you share what you believe, then other people who believe like you do will go, yeah, this – okay, this guy's on my team or this woman's on my team. And then the people that don't like you will go, oh, this guy's an idiot. And then they'll listen to every week because they want to go, see, he's still an idiot. So it's uh, it's the book itself. To me, I think I'm a victim of overhype. I've heard so many people talk about primal branding that mm. I, when I read it, there's a lot of it that's just like, hey, these people do this and they do that. And I'm like, okay, but can we go back to the – because there's like seven factors of primal branding. And by the end of it, I was like, wait, are we still talking about the seven items? Because now you're just telling <laughs> me about this yogurt company. And I'm like, I don't quite get it. You have to be careful with those kinds of books. Uh, Jim Collins, not me, but Jim yeah. Collins wrote the book Good to Great back, you know, what, about 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago, whatever that was. And he outlines, I don't know, 20 companies in that book that, you know, this is what is yeah. your company. This is what you need to do. You know, that 10 of those companies, I'm making that number up. It's a bunch of them yeah. have have since imploded on themselves. And so in the moment when people are having success, you know, you could look at John Lee Dumas or Pat Flynn and say, Oh, if I just reverse engineer what they're doing, Dave, there was a time you were posting your financial report online. Oh. Like those guys were right. Yeah. We try to reverse engineer their success and what worked for them does not necessarily work for you. That's so, the other thing. I get a little, I get a little hesitant about books that are like, uh, we're reverse engineering success and these companies were successful because they did this. Apple was not successful the first go around, right? They, no. they, and they had to get bailed out by Microsoft. So <laughs> like we, we forget these things that, oh, Apple, Steve Jobs, you got to be a complete, complete douchebag to the CEO yeah. to be successful. Not true, by the way, <laughs> yeah. not true. And, and it doesn't always guarantee success. So I always, you, you, you are good at saying this, Dave, is you got to find your, you got to find your own path. Take some things that people have done, learn from them, but blaze your own trail, figure out what's successful for you. You know, um, one of, there was a question in the chat room about, I've had a guest cancel twice on me. Yeah. Right. How many times is it? How many times is enough before? Cause my time is valuable. 
I don't know. How bad do you want this guest? How how valuable are they to you? If they're if they're not, ditch it and run. But there's no number. Like there's no like okay three times and you're out. It's like no. how how bad do you want the guest? Yeah, that's uh, the other thing too. I have found and that's I use Acuity scheduling, and it it emails you I think the day before, the day of, and then an hour before. So if I get somebody who goes oh I didn't know about it I'm like. Um, I'm very tempted to hold up parts of my hand that are nasty. Yeah. Well, it, it's and not it, always on purpose though. Yeah. Right. It's not always on purpose. Sometimes well, no. things just get away from people. The most talented people I've ever interviewed or I've ever worked with are the worst at trying to pin them down for things. They're so incredibly successful. They've overcommitted to everything and you just can't get them in. Do you want them or don't you? And if you do want them, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm with you. I give somebody two strikes because everybody had. I mean, I've I've just straight up forgotten about stuff, and all of a sudden you look down, you're like, oh crap, I'm supposed to be on an interview right now. So yeah. I give everybody the okay. You, you get a mulligan, but after two, I'm like, mm, unless it involved a hospital or a death or you know family, children, emergencies. If it's just like, oh dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like. Yeah. And then it goes back to what well, you said. How bad do you want the guest? How hard is it, though, just to have them reschedule? Be like, okay, no big deal. That's true, too. Um, I'll tell you what. Go reschedule, and we'll get this thing figured out. I've I've had some where I like – eventually, they just either they drop off or you get it done. And I don't know if it's worth – you know, again, I know your time is valuable. It's maybe not that valuable. So you're kind of like, hey, look – you know, if they're being disrespectful, if they're just not showing up, well, then maybe, okay, yeah, just cut them, cut them loose. But yeah. maybe not. I mean. Yeah, I usually yeah. I'm, I'm pretty lenient with that because I will, if it's like, first of all, most people show up a little early. Like I'll, I'll uh, like two till seven. If the interview's at seven, I'll get a thing. I'm like, like your, your attendees are waiting. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I usually know by five after I'm like, uh oh. And then especially for me, even though acuity scheduling is doing it for me, I still will email people the day of. And if I don't get a reply back, because I'll say like, hey, this is Dave, just double checking. We're still on for tonight, right? And if I don't get that back and it's like now five after seven, I pretty much know they're not coming. You know, because they've had, you know, 10 hours to get back to me or whatever. They haven't forgot about it. And so I usually know. And so that for me, I'll just go, well, let's start typing show notes or whatever. But if I, if there's something, if it stops me from doing something else, because I have to sit here or if there's, you know what I mean? There's no other way to like, all right, I'll fill in the time doing this. So I'm still productive, even though I'm not doing the interview. What stinks is if you, if you have a, a schedule, Okay, so you know Jim's going to be on this week, then Daniel's going to be on next, and then yeah. Miss Eileen's yeah. then, and all of a sudden Daniel, you know, whatever was in a car wreck. You're like, oh, now what do I do for that? And that's you know that's that's right the tricky on. part. That's that's a totally different. It's a great use case, by the way, of where you're counting on them, which means. Are you really, if you're counting on them for that, are you really booking guests that you don't know very well to, to, to uh, be on there? Right. So if you don't know them very well, if they don't, if you don't have their text number, it, chances are it's, it could be a little sketchy to begin with. You might want to have a backup associated with that. So just having something in the can, good to have it anyways, just in case if you're running your schedule that tight where it's week to week and you can't recover from that, well, you probably need to have a backup in the can ready something or get ready to do a solo podcast, you know, get on there and do something solo. Yeah. 
That's which will in some cases make people wet their pants. But it's not as hard as it sounds, though. No. You, you just got to get just get out there. It's it's like the very first time you podcasted. You just got to get out there and start start doing it. Um, you know, you, the the more you do it, the better. I was I was very hesitant because I've always been a guest guy. And the first couple of times I did it and, and I asked the audience, like, hey, give me some feedback. And they were brutal, <laughs> but they did give me some feedback. <laughs> and it was like, ah, OK, you could try this and that. And this was OK. And and one guy even said, yeah, your cadence sounded pretty normal. And so you know, I wouldn't know unless I tried. So that's that's one of those kinds of things. I I think you need to be gracious in this area and give people the benefit of the doubt. Let them something happen. Something was going on. Something was happening that they had to miss it for for a good reason. I think you should assume that every time until you hear otherwise. Yeah. Because otherwise you start getting angry and bitter. That's it. <laughs> and that's no fun. That's just no fun. You know who I'm never angry or bitter at? Maybe our awesome supporters. Our awesome supporters. Yeah. yeah. If uh, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, you can a be the teacher's pet. I I really need to promote this, but uh, this is where you get a monthly meeting with me at a deeply discounted rate. So if you're looking for like a mentorship where you meet with me once a month, uh, plus we also have the uh, there's once a month now where we get together and do just uh, it's kind of like ask the podcast coach, except it's private. But these are the people that give us twenty bucks a week. Awesome people like Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. I saw this morning on Facebook Live. He was doing someplace he's he's like combined with another podcaster doing live stuff and they're driving all around Florida, having a great time. Josh rivers over at podcasting experiments.com. Max Tress got up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. Carrie bond over at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. And also live in the chat room as we speak. Um, my buddy Ronsley over at amplify media group. You can find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White down in life in the Carolinas podcast.com. That's Carolinas with an S and last but not least, Kim Kragy over at toastmasters 101.net. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. And uh, we would love to have you. So thank you to all our supporters. Um, any questions while I was away? Did, did we talk about audio burst last no. week or two weeks ago? Mm-mm. I don't know how I thought we talked about this on this show because this is how I came up with it. So remember uh, Clamor? Yes. Uh, so uh, we have kind of a Clamor-like service called Audio Burst. So go to audioburst.com. Don't get that confused with Audio Mix or Audio Mac or any of those. Audioburst.com. And a kind of a new service. The company has been around for a couple years, but they are kind of launching the service where you can tie in your RSS feed to them. When you produce a new show, they'll consume it and then they'll write, they'll do AI based. I'm kind of questioning yeah. that, but <clears throat> AI based uh, transcripts for you. Mm. And then they're attempting to break it down into little chunks as well. You know, these little five or seven minute right. chunks of the show with some transcripts. One of the cool things about it is when you play the transcript or when you play the episode, yeah. transcript comes in below it and it follows you on the transcript. Now, it's it's still early, like they, they don't have a beta tag on here, but it should have an alpha tag. It's still really, really new. I, I can't update some of the pictures. I can't update any of the transcriptions that they do. I can't. Uh, there's a lot of things I can't do yet. What's been amazing is uh, we've we've been looking them. We've been looking at this service a little bit because I love the transcription based stuff they're trying to do. I love the idea of what they're trying to do, whether they're going to be able to implement it or not. will be a different story, but. 
one of my interns contacted him. We're, we've I've ingested some Gallup stuff because it's really really important that I we get some t- solid transcripts, and I do it in a way I don't I could pay somebody to do it, but this is the we should be able to do this today with with technology, right? And they got right back to her, which was pretty pretty great. There's a little feedback button, and she clicked it and she typed it, and within 30 minutes they were like, "Hey, yeah, we appreciate this feedback." So. Um, kind of interesting. I think um, not ready for prime time. I, I wouldn't be using this for podcasting. I mean, but if you're looking for transcripts, if you kind of want to stay on the edge of what's going on around transcripts and, and what's going on around these ideas of pulling out meaningful content, this is an interesting service for right now. It's free. They haven't even announced any pricing associated with it. But yeah, I haven't even heard about it. But yeah, I, speaking yeah. of transcripts, I was amazed at. I wish I could remember the name of the stupid thing with Alex Bloomberg this morning. I was watching some sort of live class, learn class, something. It's like master class, but it's not. Um, it's something live. Anyway, with Alex Broom- Bloomberg from uh, Gimlet talking about storytelling, and uh, they have a transcript of it. And I was amazed that the transcript was horrible. Like it hadn't been, yeah. like, yeah. well, what it did, it, well, I was surprised because the idea is you're going to read it. And Alex is not gifted when it comes to speaking without a script. He's not horrible. He talks like a normal person, but there's a lot of that, that, um, uh, uh, kind of thing going on. And they had that, that, um, but, and and like, really? Like, you're not going to clean up the transcript. And at one point, he says, Esprit Devora, creative life. Thank you, Miss Eileen. Uh, and Esprit Devora is in the front row and she asks a question and, and Alex says, what do you think about that, Esprit? And it, I don't know what they put for her name, but I'm like, if you, if somebody had actually watched the video, it was in a giant, my name is tag. And I'm like, hmm. So I thought that was, uh, so tra- well, transcripts it, have a way to go. They, they're hard. Uh, the In one of the ones I, I did, my co-host, her name is Micah, M-A-I-K-A. It's yeah. hard to s- pronounce yeah. and spell. And they, they translated it as Ikea, <laughs> which is great. Nice. Um, Microsoft is doing some work. One of the things uh, I actually think uh, Microsoft on their Azure platform, that's their cloud mm-hmm. services platform, has this video editor tool, which is really, really cool. And in the background, they're doing transcriptions for you. And you can add a text file that will help the machine do the mm. learning on what you're saying. So like when I say I'm Jim Carlson and live from the Gallup Studios, this is Gallup's Call to Coach recorded on, you know, I say that all the time, right? They never translate that right. Mm. And it, when I fed them that sentence in the order it was, it, it the machine picked up on it and said, oh, when I'm struggling to translate this, I can use this language to help me. And it got it right. So super cool. Like there's some great things coming with transcriptions, especially if we help with the machine learning aspect of it. Yeah. I, we, we put out a whole poll on our Facebook group. Uh, yes. Starting yesterday. And I've gotten 50 comments already about how does my audience feel about the difference between transcriptions and closed caption? What do they see the difference in them being? And what's their tolerance for errors? Because this is the key. Like if they have a high tolerance for errors, I can get away with a with a sketchy transcriptions as long as they're kind of close, right? In real time, of course, we speak differently than we write. Yeah. And so when you're talking closed captions, typically those would be available in real time below here or a slight delay, right? Those, like I just said, write. I would never say that at the end of a sentence that I was writing. <laughs> It, but it would show up. Yeah. Do do we want to include that in the transcription or not? Right. And so we've begun this debate with the listeners to say, what's your tolerance for it? 
I think this is the the wild, wild west on podcasting right now, because once somebody gets this figured out and they figure out how to crawl that and how they get to it and index it, uh, it's going to make finding things within audio a whole lot easier. By the way, Google's working on this on the backside. They're not releasing anything that they're doing. Right. They're working on it on their own to be able to index this so they can sell you things through the audio. Don't don't think that's not coming. Yeah. Uh, here's another question. My podcast will not be monetized. It's part of a bigger program on Facebook and YouTube. My earnings will come from lectures and books related to my brand. Any advice? Here's the big one. If you don't let your audience know you have books and you're a speaker, I hear we've had people on the podcast review show and, and on that show, we ask like, what is the goal with a podcast? And somebody will say, I want to get speaking gigs. Never anywhere in the episode. Do they say, Oh, by the way, I'm available for speaking. And and you don't have to make it a giant commercial. You could say like, I was speaking to a bunch of high schoolers last week in Idaho. And one of them came up and asked this question. Okay. Now that's all you have to do. Now people know you speak. So yeah, I, I'm amazed. I see it a lot where people go, oh, I want my podcast to do this. And you listen to it, you're like, how am I supposed to get that from your your content? Any other ideas, Jim? Yeah, well, I mean, I just think you've got to continue to always be thinking in the eyes of your listeners. What are they expecting? What do you think? Because we get kind of wrapped up in our own stuff and and we kind of lose sight of that. You always have to kind of be thinking, what are they hearing? What do you think they're thinking? What do you think, you know, it's like, Somebody said in the chat room just a few minutes ago, we were back to that conversation about being late. I think Carrie had said, like, I hate it when people are late to my meetings. Like, I don't tolerate. That's not what she said, but I don't to- tolerate that at all. And uh, just just the other day I was at work and, and uh, a gal came by who had missed, completely missed a meeting that I had put on. And then she came in. I saw her a couple hours later and she came by and she says, oh, hey, I just witnessed this terrible accident this morning on my way in yeah. where a guy flew in front of me and hit the median and... You know, and you're like, so you don't you don't necessarily know what's going on in people's lives when when these things are happening. Likely, you don't know what's going on when you get that email from a listener that's a little angry with you, like mm. maybe or or you read it angry. Like you got to try and I'm terrible at this. This is so so physician heal thyself. <laughs> you have to kind of take it. I think you got to take these things a little more positive to start with or assume positive or assume something was happening in their life that they didn't have any control over. Yeah. Anytime I get a troll, I always, that's one of you're like, when you're like, you're just ready to like, well, I'll tell you. And I'm like, hold on. And I, I, when I, many moons, many moons ago at this point, I was in classes to be a pastor and they said, look, if you see somebody sleeping in church, don't forget that could be a new parent who's got an eight month old or a, you know, three month old or a six week old. That's, you know, they've been up all night. So, um, Hey, speak, let me, let me say one more thing before yeah. we move on. I've been trying this new thing, this new revolutionary read it in a book. I've, I've heard about it before this new idea of uh, uh, actually sleeping. So what? yeah, I know, I know. So I got really convicted. I was listening to, uh, who was I listening to? Oh, a guy, a follow on crypto and he'd been gone for, he'd stopped, by the way, you know, he hadn't produced a podcast in nine months. He was still in my list and it popped up when he when he came back. Right. So people don't always just because you're gone for a week or you miss a week doesn't mean people unsubscribe like it was subscribed. I've been subscribed to him for the last nine months. Right. And it's, it popped up. All right. So side story. So Carter comes back and he said he does this long presentation. Then he says he's talking about sleep. And I like, you know, I get super convicted about it because I run on like five or six hours of sleep. So this week, 
I'm like, you know what? Solid eight. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself to bed. I'm going to set the alarm. So I'm making sure I'm getting eight hours sleep. Dave, it is amazing <laughs> what a little bit of sleep does. You know, if you're running your schedule a little tight, if you're a little grumpy, if you're being irritable with people, if you're saying things you shouldn't be saying and you're sleep deprived, like that may, that could be the problem. I mean, you could be a douche, but you, it, 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 you also could be sleep deprived in the, in the process. So um, uh, it's like, I think as podcasters, because we're on all the time and we're being recorded, oh, yeah. it might be important. Like, I think to our best work is, yeah. Yeah. yeah My yeah, goal is yeah. seven hours. And uh, so I actually listen when, when the woman in the tube tells me at 10 till at, at a quarter to 11, start getting ready for bed. I do. And I'm in bed by midnight and I get yeah. up at seven thirty or seven. So um, do you feel good? I mean, do you feel I do. Good? Yeah. I do. I'm getting more done, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was getting to the point by the end of the day where I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to write show notes. Like I'm not going to do it. Well, okay. That's because you're tired. Right. This, this week I was like, man, I can't like, I'm, I'm anxious to get to the show notes. I'm, I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but at least I'm, <laughs> at, least I'm at least I'm not tired. So yeah. 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 Jim's getting ready to do the show notes. Woo! That's Jim right there. Said by no one ever, by the way. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> uh, we got another question from the chat room here. When I do my solo podcast, I do the first take live in my Patreon Facebook group. There's usually a brain or two. Uh, a brain or two. I think be, anyway, he has a few brain farts in there. Um, so I generally end up re-recording it, but it's been a good exercise. Absolutely. What I do, and I, I swap this out. I used to record my show and off of like four or five bullet points. And then as I'm listening to it, after I've edited it and I'm uploading it, I used to type out the show notes and inevitably I would find something in the show notes as I'm typing them up. I'm like, Oh, I should have said this. So now I type out my full blog post, flush out the idea and then pull out five bullet points and record the podcast. Now that's my workflow. That doesn't mean you have to do that. Some people will write out, like they'll actually type out a script and that's fine. As Jim said earlier, you you don't write like you talk and you don't talk like you write. So when you write it, write like you talk so that you don't have to do anything weird like that. But um, Mike Murphy is really good at that. If you've ever listened to any of Mike Murphy's stuff, mm-hmm. he writes it out. It's 100 percent written out and he reads it. But he 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 reads it like it's I don't know. It's a comfortable pace to listen to it. It's not like he's reading. He uh, but he it's all done when he's when he gets there. I. We create show for home gadget geeks. We create the show notes through the week and then I kind of clean them up as I go. And so they're almost show ready. All I have to do is write a synopsis. So I write a little, Hey, Jim and Jim and Mike talked about whatever. And, uh, and then, so that makes the, that makes the, I still hate doing them, but it still makes the process that and a little sleep makes the process a whole bunch easier. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, we have a lot of people still on transcripts in the chat room here. The uh, the audio burst transcripts appear to be quite a bit of editing and uh, oh, Bang's, yeah. Bang's Naughty Bit says, yeah, even if it's 95% accurate, that means one in 20 words are wrong. The only one I've come close and it's like a dollar or something a minute is Rev because there's an actual person yeah. typing it up. Any kind of AI, whether it's uh, otter.ai or Temi or all those things, it's, you know, um, and then Bang says uh, transcription makes it easy to... <laughs> To the to do basically to do the bad things to podcast. Wait, I don't understand. I don't. Know. I think he's saying it's. I, I think it was Daniel said uh, transcriptions are the lazy podcasters' way of doing show notes. 
And I'm like, well, if it's only transcriptions, yeah. that that I think that can be true. There has been some discussion about you know taking the even taking the audio transcriptions from a, a you know a mediocre service and making them a part of your show notes helps Google like at the end helps the the Google engine kind of crawl those for keywords. I don't think that's true now because I think Google is looking for more natural sentences that actually make sense and not just a whole bunch of words. If the transcription's really bad and it, you're having trouble reading it, chances the crawler won't understand it either. And you may get even, you could even get penalized if it's because they, they're looking for keyword stuffing in your, um, uh, in your, on your page. And if it, if it looks that way to the crawler, it will penalize your page. So you got to be careful about just, copy and pasting a poorly done transcript into your show notes. But I know that got real popular. There's a whole bunch of podcasters talking about that for a long time. Yeah. Here's, here's, you ready for, uh, I wish I had a jingle for this here. We'll just do smooth jazz. It's time for Dave's embarrassing moment. Ooh, I like it. You ready? I like it. Go. Bangs at <laughs> bangs asked in the chat room, Dave, how's your Samson swing arm holding up? And the answer is it's still sitting on the floor next to me. How long does it take to install this? I don't know maybe eight seconds and i actually have a bunch of things for my audience for my audience for my my office i bought a cool thing that i'm gonna now be able to take my uh these things the monitors off the desk give me more desk space and i got actually bought a second monitor because the one i have here doesn't have the cool little four claw thingy that lets the so yeah, so my answer is it's working great on the floor it it hasn't broken or anything like that, but I have not uh let still- monitors be your friend by yeah. now, by, by the way you should, if you're if you're struggling i can't I, I can't I see this in pictures all the time where podcasters they love their laptops, like mm-hmm. love me some laptops, and I've got this big microphone and this big mixer and this little tiny laptop, you know, and you're like, hey, let a monitor be your friend. Uh, right now, you could for 179, you can get a 24 inch Dell, whatever you want. Fill fill in the blanks. Pretty great monitor. Those stands that you that the yeah. the, the arms that you bought, 65, 70 bucks maybe. Oh, for, that's for, 39. Yeah, super cheap. Right yeah. now, you get what you pay for. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but that being said, get still use your laptop. But let the let the production space kind of expand out for you. It's a lot like getting sleep. You just feel a whole lot better when you've got a, this all this monitor space to be able to work with. And you're not, you know, you're not trying to edit on that little tiny laptop, you know, yeah. that little tiny screen. So stop doing that. Stop I, sending me pictures of it. It drives me nuts. You're looking at my Trello board. Uh, it says, hey, friends, my podcast is only three episodes in. I've been marketing, utilizing Facebook and word of mouth, but I'm curious, how long can it take for a podcast to really gain traction? I understand it all depends on content and quality. And if we're giving our listeners what they want, I guess I'm just worried my baby project flopping. And this is from uh, Erica out in a Facebook that I can't remember which Facebook group it was. But uh, so I, I don't know. I, when I read that, I was kind of like somewhat worried because they're three episodes in and they're already kind of worried about flopping. And I was like, "Mm." like, I guess it depends on going back to why are you doing your podcast? And if it's to have fun, are you having fun? Yes. Well then congratulations. Your podcast is a success. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I get so worried. I fell into this trap this week of comparing 
myself to others. It wasn't in podcasting. It was, I had somebody at Libsyn. In fact, I'm here. And now it's time for a power (laughs) rant. I had somebody contact me at Libsyn and it said, uh, I'm working with a consultant, blah, blah, blah. And they told me to blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, what? Like they were actually kind of advising them to be on Libsyn and Blueberry and like have multiple media hosts. And I was like, so I took the person's name and put in consultant's name, first, last podcast. And of course there wasn't one. And I'm like, so you're, you're taking podcasting, you know, uh, advice from someone who doesn't have a podcast. So if you saw my, my post on Facebook that said, I wouldn't hire a jockey who didn't have a horse. I wouldn't hire a, you know, that's, that's what inspired that. A flight instructor who doesn't have a pilot's license. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, so I, I, I fell into that trap of kind of like, how is this person getting clients? And I'm like, Oh, you know, uh, but again, this is where you don't know, you know, this, these people might be best as buddies or friends or whatever and things like that. But yeah, I think you got to take the benefit of the doubt right? uh, on that one, maybe. Yeah. So when you're three episodes in, now is not the time to start comparing yourself to, to others. At any stage of the game, comparing yourself to others usually does not result in a good mental state. Unless you're super much, unless you're much more, <laughs> much well, more mature in, than I am. Even in most cases, Hollywood gives it seven episodes before they cancel it. So, yeah. I mean, if we're just, if we're kind of, they're the pros, they're good at this. They know the numbers. By the way, do you know how many flops Hollywood produces every year on shows that never make it out of the first season? Like, and these are pros. These are people who do this for a living. These are, and they, these are people who spent a ton of money to do this and they're still terrible. If you get into your show and it's 12 episodes and you don't like it, <laughs> stop doing it. Yeah. Like if, if, and nobody's listening to it, if you get into it and you really like it and you're really enjoying it, who cares? Just keep going. Yeah. You know, if you, if you keep doing, it. we just, you know, a couple weeks ago crossed over 400 and I kept thinking, wow, why do I keep Dave? You're at 600, right? On school podcasting. Yeah. Why do we keep doing this? Because you like to do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do it for 600 if you, if you are your numbers gigantic on School of Podcasting. No, because they can't be. Yeah. You're in a hyper niche. You're talking about podcasting about podcasters. It's a hyper niche. My numbers on Gallup, you know, we're maybe at two or 3,000, right? And, and you'd think that boy, that's not the planet. Well, okay, but we're talking about strengths and we're talking about Clifton strengths and it's a super hyper niche. Yeah. So I don't expect gigantic numbers and I love doing it and it sells a lot of things. So, you know, you got to kind of, it's more than just the download numbers that you get. This is, I know you hate this word and I kind of hate it too, but it is about influence. Mm. And so you have to kind of say, what am I, why am I doing this? And what am I influencing? Is that doing its job regardless of your downloads? Am I being an influencer or am I getting what I want out of this? Absolutely. As we start to fade in the music here. Oh, yeah. Post-show. It's, it's that time already. Um, here, know, we're going we're to do something different, and I'll explain why in the Ooh. post-show. Jim, what was your last episode about? Just the one I just produced this week? Yeah. Not the one coming, but the one last week that's yeah, already so- available. It's well, it will be here in a couple hours. Okay. Uh, all we took it's listener email grab bag. So, hey, we pulled some emails out and kind of worked through our, our listeners' emails and answered their questions primarily about home automation. Awesome. And my last episode, I interviewed the one of the founders of Podcoin and kind of went, Hey, 
Like, what's the deal with this? You're paying people to listen to podcasts. Is that really a business model? What's going on? And uh, you can hear that over at, of course, schoolofpodcasting.com. You can find Jim, of course, all things Jim at uh, theaverageguy.tv. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And we are here every week at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Next week, hate to say this because I know we just missed last week. No show next week because Dave is going to Georgia to, uh, it's the whole hashtag family first. My cousin's oldest kid is graduating from high school. And uh, my brother said, hey, we'll be back by Monday. He goes, you're not working Monday, are you? And I'm like, no. And he goes, why don't we go down there and hang out with the family? And I'm like, not a bad idea. So, uh, but that means no show next week. So. Super great. It's my birthday next week, so it's good. There you go. We're taking it off for my birthday. <laughs> that's it. We're take. That's the reason why. Nice. So stick around for some post-show. Uh, we'll be happy to answer your questions in just a bit. Mm-hmm.